Hello, my gardening friends, and welcome back to the Just Grow Something podcast. This Garden Talk Tuesday, we're going to talk about a leafy green that people either really love or really just do not care for, and that's arugula. And we refer to it as a green culinarily, like lettuce or kale. But botanically, arugula is actually an herb, and it definitely has a peppery or mustardy bite. It's in the same family as the brassicas we've talked about in previous episodes, but the growth habit is completely different. So I thought it deserved its own episode. Now, I'll admit, I wasn't a huge fan of arugula in the beginning. In fact, I actually had no idea what it was when customers began to ask me if I would grow it. And for the first few years I grew it, I didn't really use it myself. Now that I'm more familiar with some great uses for it and what stage of growth I prefer it at, it's become a favorite early spring and late fall or winter addition to my leafy mixes and even as a topping for my pizza or my pasta. You can even grow it indoors as both a leafy green and as a microgreen. So let's talk arugula. Hey, I'm Karen, and together with my husband, I spent over a decade researching and learning and building our small farm through lots of trial and error, successes and failures. I went back to school to get my degree in horticulture to help our farm business, and now I wanna pass all that knowledge on to you. Because I firmly believe that self-reliance is empowering and that everyone, whether you've got a five-acre plot in the country, a half-acre lot in suburbia, or a windowless room in a downtown apartment, should just grow something. So as with every crop, we'll start with the basics. The scientific name for arugula is Aruca vesicaria, subspecies sativa. So now again, that subspecies sativa simply means that it's the cultivated version of the plant. And arugula is often simply referred to as Aruca sativa. It's in the family Brassicaceae, so it's alongside all the other brassicas in the mustard family. And it's generally grown for its leaves. Now, its common name here in the States and in Canada is arugula. But in Europe, and pretty much the rest of the world, it's referred to as rocket or roquette or rucola. Somehow in the U.S., around the 1960s, the name arugula was derived from a dialect of Italian that sounded substantially different than the standard Italian pronunciation of rucetta or rucola, and it just stuck. Leave it to us Americans to come up with something completely different than the rest of the world and to share that with our neighbors to the north. You're welcome, Canada. <laughs> Most sources list arugula as originating in Europe, specifically Italy. It was grown as a popular herb in Italy, at least since the Roman times, generally collected in the wild to start with, or grown in home gardens alongside other herbs like parsley and basil. Its main use culinarily has always been as added to salads or to pasta, and eventually as a topping for pizza. Of course, use of the herb has spread to all corners of the globe, and it's mostly used for its leaves, although in many cultures the seeds are actually used. In fact, several sources that I read indicated that rocket is also native to Israel, and literature predating the Middle Ages indicates it was found as a garden crop there. 
In India, the mature seeds are known as gargir, and in West Asia, Pakistan, and northern India, the seeds are pressed to make an oil called taramira oil or jamba oil, and it's used in pickling and in cooking. A taramira oil um, also has some ethnobotanical uses. So ethnobotany is the study of a region's plants and their practical uses through the traditional knowledge of a local culture and its people. And the tamarina, taramina, sorry, taramina oil that I mentioned um, is often used to promote hair growth, reduce dandruff, kill lice, and reduce inflammation of skin conditions. Now, this is a fun one. When the Romans originally began using arugula or rocket in their dishes, it was considered an aphrodisiac. In fact, there was a poem written by the poet Virgil that seems uh, to mention the arousing capabilities of rocket. Some references say that because of this stimulating nature, the herb was not allowed to be grown in monasteries during the Dark Ages. It's also said that this reputation is why arugula was usually mixed with lettuce when eaten because lettuce supposedly has an opposite calming effect. Now, the alternate origin story of it coming from Israel also references use as an aphrodisiac, but that also mentions uh, a remedy it, as a remedy for eye infections and for digestive and kidney problems. And there's apparently a strong dose of medicine made from arugula that's collected after it has flowered. And it was referenced as a way of inducing vomiting and basically being used um, in that instance that, instead of Ipecac or syrup of Ipecac, um, neither of which sounds pleasant. Thank you. So, what about nutritionally? Raw arugula is the healthiest option. Of course, cooking it is fine, but you leave more of the nutrients intact when it is raw. Um, a 100 gram serving has 25 calories, contains 3.6 grams of carbs, 0.6 grams of fat, 2.6 grams of protein, and 1.6 grams of fiber. Its vitamin K content is off the chart. It's like 103% of the daily recommended value. And it also contains a good amount of folate, vitamin A, calcium, iron, magnesium, and potassium. It also scores high in the antioxidant category too. So arugula contains glucosinolates. Now glucosinolates are a group of secondary metabolites. They're mainly found in plants in the mustard family like arugula. And those metabolites are being studied for their nutritional effects, mainly in protecting against certain cancers, um, specifically breast, prostate, lung, and colon cancers. So these compounds are also what give arugula its distinctive bite and its strong scent. And that is usually where the defining line is for whether you are team arugula or team no thank you. Like I said, I used to be team no thank you until I started picking the leaves very young and learned to mix them up a bit as I used them. And I'll talk a little bit more about that when we talk about harvesting. Of course, before we get to harvesting, we have to talk about cultivation. How do we grow arugula or rocket? It is a cool season crop, so for outdoor cultivation, it's best grown on the shoulder seasons. You can plant it directly in the ground as early as four weeks before your last frost date in the spring, generally as early as the soil can be worked. 
You can also plant again in the late summer for a fall crop or early fall for a winter crop. Now, we talked in last week's cabbage episode about how often it is that gardeners plant their cool weather crops too late, and arugula is no exception. Arugula is particularly prone to bolting in the heat, and it gets extremely bitter when it does. So plant early and plant often if you want a continuous harvest of young, tender leaves. Succession planting about every two to three weeks in the spring until about a week or two after your last frost hits should keep you in greens until the late spring or the early summer, depending on your climate. In the fall, you can plan on two plantings for successive fall harvests and then maybe one late planting if you want to get them to uh, get to maturity to harvest through the winter. Arugula does just fine in fairly acidic to neutral soil like most veggies, so a pH of 6.0 to 7.0 is fine. It's another versatile plant that can grow in USDA hardiness zones 2 through 11. It's not super picky about the quality of the soil, but it does flourish the best if it's in nice, rich soil. Arugula likes nitrogen for lots of leafy growth, so amending the soil with composted manure is ideal. Now, if your soil is lacking, then use a fertilizer or an amendment that's higher in nitrogen, but honestly, arugula isn't usually too demanding. If your leaves are looking a little pale, then go ahead and feed it, and it should green up pretty quickly. So to plant it, find a spot in full sun or a spot with some afternoon shade if you want to extend the season a little bit when it warms up. And um, sow the seeds like a quarter inch deep in rows, 10 to 12 inches apart, leaving about an inch or so between each of them or thinning it down as the plants get to be about two inches tall. Now, if you prefer, you can also broadcast the seeds and thin them later. And you broadcast seed basically just by sort of tossing them out loosely with your hand, um, just into a general area. I have also used for broadcast seeding a mason jar with the lid to an old Parmesan container, the ones with the big holes, and just lightly shaken, 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 <laughs> lightly shaken the uh, the seeds out uh, across the top of the soil, and then gently covered them um, with a rake or whatever. Um, in any case, no matter how you plant them, the seeds should germinate within just a few days. Direct sowing is the easiest way to plant arugula, but you can start them indoors in containers in the same manner, quarter inch deep, um, and then transplant them outside when the weather cooperates. Arugula prefers temperatures between 45 and 65 Fahrenheit, which is about 7 to 18 Celsius. If you can keep it well watered, this will not only help keep the tender texture of those leaves, which are about 92% water, but will also keep the roots cool, which will help keep the plant from bolting prematurely. Now, arugula does like the cold, but it doesn't do fabulously well with a frost directly on the young leaves. So have some floating row cover or some sheets handy or something um, at the ready if a frost is in the forecast. If you're planting in the late season for a crop that you want to harvest off of during the winter, a heavier frost cover is probably going to be a good idea if you live in a colder climate. In climates that get really hard freezes or extended freezes, 
it may not be possible to keep arugula longer than a few weeks into the winter, but you can absolutely grow it indoors, which leads me to growing arugula in containers. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'd like to thank my patrons over on Patreon for supporting this and every episode of this podcast. Patrons of this show get access to exclusive content on the Patreon page, bonus hotshot episodes, monthly live Q&A sessions with me, Just Grow Something merchandise, and more. But above all, they get my undying gratitude for helping make this podcast possible and helping me reach for bigger goals like stipends for guests, improved software and equipment, bonus content, and more. If you'd like to support the show by becoming a patron and also receive my undying gratitude, head over to patreon.com slash just grow something or use the link in the show notes. So arugula is a great container plant. Any good quality potting soil will do just fine. And you can broadcast sow the seeds by just sprinkling them across the soil in your container and then thin them out as they germinate. Easy peasy. Oh, and those little sprouts that you thin out make really good, tasty little microgreens. So use those on salads or on your sandwiches or even sprinkle it across the top of your pizza. Just give them a couple of inches between the plants in the pot to allow for some airflow and you should do just fine. If you start with fresh potting soil, you likely won't need to feed the plants at all since they don't have a very long growing season. And then you'll have a pot freed up to use for something else in the early summer after your spring arugula harvest is done. And then if you're growing it in the fall, you can bring the pot indoors to continue to grow after it gets too cold outside or if there aren't enough daylight hours for active growth. Arugula makes a great indoor plant. Since botanically it's an herb, it tends to do great in smaller containers and can do just fine in a sunny windowsill or with like a small little clip-on LED grow light if you don't have a bright place. In the main part of the year, um, a north-facing window, for those of us in the northern hemisphere, is actually enough light for arugula to do just fine. And then in the later season, you may want to find a window with a southern exposure or just supplement the lighting. In either case, just be sure that you don't put the pot near an air vent that may blow warm air because that may cause the soil to dry out too quickly in the pot. Your indoor containers don't need to be very deep. Just about four to six inches is fine. And then just like an outdoor harvest, you can pick the leaves when they're really small or wait until the plant is larger and pick those leaves at about the, you know, three to four inch size. You'll likely get a longer harvest indoors since you can control the growing conditions a little better. But a success of planting, if you really like arugula, isn't a bad idea because after a few harvests, the plant can tend to get a little woody, which really isn't very enjoyable. So what pests go after arugula? Thankfully, for once, this is a plant with very few pests. 
The two main insect pests are cabbage worms and flea beetles. And if you know me and you know this podcast, you know what I'm going to say to use to keep those at bay. Yes, floating row cover. (laughs) And actually in our area, I don't even need to use the row cover on the spring crop. I plant arugula mixed in with kale and chard for a nice baby spring mix. And I don't have to worry about pests that early in the season. But you can bet your bippy I'm covering that crop when I plant it in the late summer for the fall crop. So just make sure whatever you're using as your floating row cover is tight to the ground and only uncover it to water, weed, or harvest, and you should be fine. You don't have to worry about pollinators because you're not wanting it to flower. Now, if you need to deter the flea beetles, first Saturday lime or some diatomaceous earth seems to work best in my experience. And for the worms, Bacillus thuringiensis, that BT, seems to be the best to use if you can't just handpick them off. The only other pests you'll need to worry about will likely be the bunnies and the deer and the other critters that enjoy the tender leaves like we do. And surprise, row cover takes care of those guys too. So um, the good news is that arugula is also relatively disease-free. So downy mildew seems to be the only fungal pathogen that likes to attack arugula and generally only in really humid growing areas. We routinely get downy mildew on all sorts of crops here, but I've never had it on my arugula. So if you do, first Saturday lime works well to get rid of it, or you can do like a milk and water spray to disrupt the pH on the leaves and break up that fungal cycle. So since very few pests and very little disease, you should have no problem getting your arugula to harvest as long as you can keep the deer out of it. Now, arugula is very fast growing. So you can harvest the earliest little leaves in as soon as 20 days. Um, Or you can wait until they're larger and a little bit more mature at about the 40-day mark. I prefer them at the smallest stage, and that's how I've gotten used to harvesting and eating them. They're very tender. They're not quite as pungent, and they're really versatile. Now, some folks like the stronger flavor and the firmer texture that comes with the later, larger leaves. So try both and see which one you prefer. In either case, be sure to harvest early and frequently so the plant doesn't bolt and go to flower too early. It really is sensitive to the heat. And as soon as it gets a little too warm or it doesn't get cut back enough, it's going to send up that flower stalk. They are a cut and come again plant. So trim them off, leaving about an inch or so of growth and they will grow new leaves for you. You can also do the same thing like you do with lettuce, where you pick the larger outer leaves and then leave the smaller inner leaves to continue to grow. But I I find this way of doing it to be really tedious, at least if you're out in an in-ground garden space. This is a good way to harvest if you're growing in containers, though, and especially if you're growing indoors. The plants will tend to get a little woody after three harvests or so. So this is where having a succession planting will really come in handy if you decide that you really like arugula. And I hope after this, you will give arugula a try. Like I said, it took me a few seasons to kind of figure out how I liked it. And now I really enjoy it. 
It's a super easy one to grow, very little pest or disease pressure, and great in almost any sunny corner of the garden or your kitchen window. Do me a favor. If you like today's episode or any of my episodes, could you share it with a friend or over on social media? It helps more folks that who are interested in growing their own food to find me and to join our Just Grow Something family. And if you want to connect with me and other growers from around the world, jump into the Just Grow Something Gardening Friends Facebook group. The link to that is in the show notes. The link to our Patreon page, where you can find seven different ways to support this podcast, even with a simple cup of coffee, will also be in the show notes. I'll be back on Friday to talk about a topic that came up last week in that Facebook group, insect identification. Until then, have a great week in the garden, and I'll talk to you on Friday. You've just listened to another episode of the Just Grow Something podcast. Don't forget to download the episode after you've listened, rate and review us in your podcast player if that's an option, and follow us on Instagram at Just Grow Something Podcast. All these things help gardeners like you find me and hopefully join the Just Grow Something family. Don't forget to send in those gardening questions through a voice message at the link in the show notes or via email to grow at justgrowsomethingpodcast.com. Until next time, my gardening friends, keep on cultivating that dream garden and I will talk to you again soon.